Welcome back to The Remote Life. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Meets World, and today we'll be chatting with Adam Hallen. Originally from Australia, Adam is a marketer for startups and entrepreneurs, as well as a real estate investor, and is currently slow travelling around the Americas. In this episode, we talk about investing in real estate as a remote lifer, building a network, and things to think about when investing long-term as a remote lifer. So grab a coffee, a tea, or something stronger, and let's get started. And we are live. So Adam, welcome to the Remote Life Podcast. How are you? Thank you, Han. I'm fantastic today. Thank you very much for having me here. Look at this glorious view up here. Yeah. I, know, I know you can't see it in the podcast, but we're on the 41st floor, right? Yeah, I mean... I was going to say, was it down to the fact that we are looking out at this incredible view right now of Mexico City? We can see Alameda Park, we can see like, a bunch of amazing, incredible historic sites, and we've just had the most amazing breakfast as well, right? Wonderful company, wonderful breakfast, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so let's crack on. Connect the dots for us, Adam. So tell us a bit about your remote life journey so far. Well, mine's an interesting, um, almost a forced nomadic or journey that's been that's uh, transpired in late November 2019 I'd been living in Los Angeles for around five four or five years and uh, I got the phone call from my, my sister to say hey mum's dying so it's one of those horrible things when you when you're overseas you live overseas so I I went back to Australia ASAP nursed my mother through her last days of um, of, uh, of cancer she died in end of January sorting out her estate beginning Thank you, I appreciate that. Sorting out her estate and uh, then um, I was also back there to get my own personal visa through divorce that uh, I needed my own my own visa. I was on a, like what they call a handbag visa. So it was, it was interesting timing. I, I appreciate that mum did it at the right time for me. But then, then COVID came creeping through right. and, I, and I saw this, I saw that uh, the USSR, or, sorry, Russia had... Uh, had uh, tried, closed the borders with um, with China and, and British Airways stopped flights to China and, and then all the, the world just hit, the COVID hit. Um, borders closed, international border in Australia closed and uh, all of a sudden I found myself stuck there for a while. Oh yeah, my life was in, in Australia. So I, I got stuck without a uh, visa back to the USA for, for my work. And uh, I did get stuck there. I eventually escaped on, a, on the ESTA, which is the... It's uh, an agreement between the US and other countries to be there as a tourist. So I escaped there, spent 90 days in back in the US. Uh, visa expired there, uh, flipped a coin. It was either Croatia or Mexico. It was the day before I had to leave and ended up being Croatia. Flew to Croatia for 90 days, had a wonderful time there. Um, back to the US for another 90. I've been to Qatar, Netherlands, Croatia, now Mexico, USA, three times Australia twice in the past two years nice <laughs> I've never travelled so much um, during a during a two year period I don't think and what I love like, this is what I say about people to all the time this community is so small right so you and I both know the amazing Tanya who um, we interviewed at the end of series two uh, is, who is the phone um, co-founder of Salt Water Nomads. Salt Water Nomads, yeah. Yeah, and the Digital Nomad Association. Yes. Fantastic lady. I, I think it's so incredible how, no matter where you go in the world, you always find like some connection or other like, to people you know as well. Yeah, we just had a conversation. I just had a conversation. I said, look, I was in Croatia, went to speak. I said, that's yeah. Australian. It's like, what? Yeah. 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 Photo opportunity, took that, send it to Tanya. Yeah. Yeah, bless her heart. So shout out to Tanya. And Hi, Tanya. Go listen to her episode as well. Um, so, 
So obviously we're going to chat a little bit more about real estate business because that's what you do with your work. Yeah. So tell us, like, how did you get started? Like, was there a mission? Oh, that's, yeah, how did I get started? Well, I got started over 15 plus years ago um, when we first bought our own place and renovated that. Um, I had a passion for real estate from a young age. And then um, we went to the US. I decided to start flipping houses and investing in real estate in the US. Uh, it was very much boots on the ground there. And uh, I was uh, trying to work out a way of, of doing things more remotely and more efficiently rather than me spending hours and hours on freeways and in traffic. And I, I found a, a group of people that uh, I can honestly call friends and business partners in, in real estate clubs and investment that I heavily rely on. The pandemic and, and my travels has actually forced me to uh, do what I was trying to do, which is um, work more remotely. Mm-hmm. It's pushed me out that door in a big way. Nice. So real estate is kind of your focus. Yeah. But do you have any other investments as well? Like, do you have a portfolio of other things too? or? I have a little bit of yeah, the cryptocurrency, but I wouldn't call that much. I, I, I don't dabble in it because I, I think my business is more along the lines of real estate. That's where I'm experienced and that's where I, I trust my instincts. Mm, no, I and I have ask. control. Yeah, no, I only ask because I saw something, like, especially with the pandemic, obviously everyone's going, oh my God, my money and all the rest of it. Like, how do I invest in things? Not better, but how do I kind of diversify so that, you know, when, if another pandemic or, you know, the next recession that we have, is my money safe and are my investments in set safe and making sure that my eggs are not all in one basket. So I saw this guy who mentioned having investment, having uh, stocks and shares slash cryptocurrency, having your clients and products as mm-hmm. well. So that's why I asked. Okay, well, interesting. Yeah. I, I do have a digital marketing agency mm-hmm. and that is um, really just a startup. It's been four months old and it's doing well. I already mm-hmm. have more clients... I started off with clients before I could even put up a Facebook page or anything else like that. So I'm, I'm, re- I'm a type of ready, shoot, aim type of person or shoot, ready, aim, as uh, my friend Melina says. And um, anyway, so I'm involved in, in business, but I, I don't have all my eggs in one basket now. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that. I've learned. Yeah. I've learned that the pandemic crushed me for a bit. I think everybody's, well, a lot of people have kind of sat up a bit and gone, right, let's get really serious about this investment thing. So what are the benefits, do you think, of investing in real estate as a remote life slash digital nomad? The benefits, well, I, I wouldn't know any different, really, but the, the benefits I'm having is that I can leverage off the investment clubs that I belong to back in the US. Uh, a big, big shout-out to New Wealth Advisors Club, which is... Um, the real estate club I am a member of. It's a great organisation that's in three states, which is uh, Florida, Miami, Florida, and um, Hawaii, and uh, in Riverside, Southern California. And I rely on them heavily for uh, leverage. That is not only walking through properties, looking at properties, but uh, also being able to finance it. And um, I I think that's the the essence of being remote is, is leverage. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, I, I, I mean, you're welcome to explain more. I get you, but maybe you can explain a bit more about leverage and what that means. Well, I, I can find the properties remotely because I know what I'm looking for and then I rely on my contacts and, uh, and the club to uh, do their due diligence and we partner. I don't believe you can do anything yourself and then be successful at it. You have to rely on people. Sure, a couple of times you get burnt along the way or you learn your lessons. But in the end, if you persevere and you've got grit in what you're doing, um, it, you'll, you'll eventually have success. 
I mean, seriously, I, I look at properties and I acquire them remotely. I've never touched them, never seen them. Wow. Wow, wow. So the, it's not a, it's not a thing. I don't worry about how the splash, the, the backsplash looks, or it's it's a it's four walls and a ceiling. And what's wrong with it? What's repaired? Can the essential thing that comes into my head here, and, and it is real estate is is important because there's three things that humans fundamentally need: food, water, shelter. They don't need crypto. <laughs> well. Have you seen the news about like where like that could be going in the next few years? But like that's another conversation I know. entirely. Com- right? Completely like, understanding. You know what? We're, 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 we're in the blockchain for real estate as well. I mean, the, 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 we're doing the real estate stuff in blockchain world. I mean, it's the transactions. It's actually cutting out middlemen. And if you're a realtor at the moment, I'd be a little bit concerned about that space as well. Just okay. an FYI. Do you want to give us a hint why or? Uh, many positions are becoming, many roles are becoming obsolete with the, with the technology. People are being a little bit more astute as to visa charges. I mean, even even what they call an escrow company, which is where the exchange of funds get done and, and, and searches get done. But blockchain is securing this in a different way. I, I can't explain so much about it because I'm not the expert, but I'm really looking deep into that. Yeah, fair enough. So just backtracking a little bit, you yeah. mentioned about um, getting burned at some point. So uh-huh. is there anything that as a first-time investor potentially, I know whether you're someone who has already got property in your home country or you're starting your real estate journey altogether, is there anything that remote lifers specifically should know? Always keep the golden rule in mind. Which is? Well, many people think it's do unto others as you'd like them done unto you, right? Which is one. But also the, the other golden rule is the person that holds the gold makes the rules. Okay. Okay. So if you have no money, you can still invest in real estate, but you have to do a lot of legwork and you have to do a lot of research and you, you have to bring something to the table. So you can still be an investor, but you're investing your time and your effort and your knowledge and, and your skills into that. There's so many people out there who are looking to invest in properties and uh, they just don't know where to start. They have the money and uh, you may have the experience. So what do you, how, the question I think is worrying about how to be burned, how, how to avoid that. You have to build relationships solid relationships don't do business with friends mm. don't don't do business with friends number one rule okay. okay do business with business people they become your friends mm. so for the first timer then they've gone oh okay so i'm not gonna you know go start out with my friend then where would you advise starting first an investment club okay an investment group in the u.s i strongly recommend new wealth advisors club because mm. it's it's one that i have my heart in, I've been with since 2016, mm. and I've had a lot of success. I mean, I went to the US looking for people to partner with, went to um, developers, builders, contractors, investors, and they were like, well, what's in it for, yeah, what do you want to partner with? You've got nothing to bring to the table. I, I couldn't get a loan in the US. So when I found this, when I, I had money, but I, you know, I had no credit rating. Mm. So I knew what leverage was, and I needed to find others that have had experience in the marketplace that I could right on their coattails. What I in fact found with a group of people that were out to help and assist others and help each other. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got their lane they swim in. Mm. Now, I know what I'm good at. I'm not good at doing contract work. I'm not good at doing the colours and the creativity, but I'm damn good at doing the creative acquisitions and the creative sales companies and I'm really, really good at finding those, those needles in a haystack. And if we can, avoid using realtors. Okay. Avoid using realtors. Again, why? I don't see value in them. 
I really don't. Okay, because look, I have a re- I did have a realtor's license. I let it expire because I I, I just didn't see that. Well, actually, it hindered what I was trying to accomplish, which is helping homeowners. Yeah, right. helping home homeowners in distressed situations, as well as being able to do creative things myself. And under a realtor's license, you know, realtors are there to provide a service, and they provide a wonderful service, but they're there to serve their own needs. Sure. And look. I'm going to cop some shit for that. I don't care. They're not my clients. <laughs> no. Okay, I but, but I don't. I never buy through a realtor. Why? Because I'm buying it at whole, no, retail value. No. I, I'm buy, I want to buy from the seller. I'm here to solve problems, and, and being in real estate, you actually solve problems. Mm-hmm. I'm solving the seller's problems. The problem is they want to get somewhere else, they can't afford it, mm-hmm. or, or they've had some disaster in their life. And if I can solve their problem, it's great. If they walk away a better person, I do too. They walk into a better situation. But if I'm if I'm with a realtor, it, it, not only am I paying more, but there's I'm not solving any problems. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting point. And so it's interesting also that you mentioned about joining a club. Do you have to be accredited? Like, you know, is there a system for getting into those kind of clubs? Good question. No, there's not. I only ask because you were saying about realtors, and therefore, like, obviously, um, it sounds like it's great to go into these clubs to network and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then. How do we know that the people you're then meeting are as real and as have got your interests, best interests? It's very interesting. Well, I've seen people spat out of, of the investment club that I belong to because they just don't have the, the altruistic heart involved. Okay. Like, yeah. the, the, the mission statement is helping people. Yeah. You know, it, is, it, is putting, it is putting a dollar before a person. So it's put the other way around, putting people before a dollar. Scratch <laughs> Putting people before a dollar is the is, is the most important person, um, the most important thing. Um, if you behave like a shark in, in yeah. real estate investment, there's always a bigger shark. Yeah. So how then would you? Because I, I, when I was in Croatia, I like ended up down a YouTube like rabbit hole of like real estate education and like what to look out for and all the rest of it. And obviously, people say like, "Oh, go with us to like help you on your journey. Pick a lawyer, blah blah blah." How oh yeah, get an then... L- get an LLC, get an S corp, get make sure you're yeah. a company, make sure you put your property in a trust. And hey, hey, magic! These these are the <laughs> services that we offer, and they're they're twenty thousand dollars. It's like, come on. So how do you know who to look for? And who's got your interests? Or do you uh, not like again? Is this where your actions club speak? Network? Yeah, look, actions speak louder than words. Okay. Okay. So the the club that I belong to, the two founders, and their heart was so much in this uh, that seeing what they do for the community, mm. and they house homeless families. Sure. They don't provide a check. Mm-hmm. They house homeless families as part of the club. They do food drives for the homeless community. Uh, Melina Boswell is the uh, is on the um, board of directors for a Path of Life, which is a homeless shelter, and, and that and it's mostly women and children. Yeah. Really seeing where people's heart is. The essence of these clubs is actually putting, as I said, putting people before a dollar. Helping people keep their homes is more important than taking it from them. It's ridiculous. I know that sounds strange as an investment, but it's ridiculous what goes around comes around. Like yeah. the, the laws of reciprocity is the more people you help, the more business comes your way. Yeah. You know? Well, no, exactly. That is one thing that I've we chatted about. So a little bit of context. Adam and I met in a mastermind um, at Selena on Friday and I had this question about like how do you... Yeah, we have one question each for this mastermind that we could talk about and get some advice on. And mine was about being able to come to a new community and also be able to leave a positive impact because, as I mentioned to you guys, I've been getting some comments about gentrification on my TikTok and, like, 
I know that there's a history like of expats and whatnot in places like Mexico City who come in, stay in their bubbles, drive up prices, and it's it is upsetting locals. It's like it's locals are a lot more welcoming than dare I say it, than they're not here. But the comments are here, and I've never had that amount of comments about it than I have since being here. So it has raised the question. I, the comments don't bother me personally, but it does get you thinking, how do you then, as a remote lifer and an expat, a digital nomad, then do exactly that? You know, there's, there's, a, there's an interesting two parts to that question of community. I think of community as not only being the, the geographical area of your, your environment and the gentrification of that or the non, but also the community spirit and the community environment. Now, I've seen that as a specific example in Venice Beach, California, where you've got two parts of the community divided because some want it the old way, the bohemian way, and the mm. kind of the, the scuzzy, scuzzy way, mm. scuzzy way. It's kind of a really eclectic, dirty way. And then you've got all this wealth coming through and changing it. Now, it's, it's divisive, but yet you cannot change the... The natural order of, of of an area growing, if not, it deteriorates. It's just to what what effect that actually is done. Is it is it done as a whole boom and wipe an area out and to come down to green fields? I don't believe in that. But it, there needs to be some sort of happy yeah. mesh with even, the old and the new. Yeah. So whether that's I'm assuming kind of from what you're saying, right? Whether that is making sure you are. And, you know, invest, not investing your dollars, but you know, putting your dollars into the local community. It's not just in like, is the like you said, maybe doing it. It's drives. It's bits and pieces to actually give back and still create that impact. And well, well, the wealth that comes it. through that, like, and again in, into Venice, the wealth or the the next wave that comes through is very good for local business. Mm. It's very good for taxes in that area to, to for, for schooling. It's it's very good for 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 roads and and infrastructure. And I would say the same in, in, in Mexico City here. If there's no gentrification and the place starts to deteriorate because, I mean, you see it, a, a, a nice area becomes a slum. It's just to what extent that becomes are people priced out of that environment. Yeah. But, you know, also also the, the homeowners do benefit from yeah. gentrification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll get from West Adams is another area in Los Angeles that is specific to that. Sorry, but yeah, it's yeah, just because no. just... I've noticed it in Croatia as well. It came up. I kind of honestly remember where I read it, but it also came up that Airbnb owners, so therefore, whether it's expats, whether it's EU nationals, however it happens to be, coming in and purchasing properties and then turning them into expensive Airbnbs that only really need to be actually rented half a year for high season because of the prices are kind of better suited to other countries kind of where does that happy medium lie I think for me it's for me at the moment it's more of a conversation it's find that fine line I think like you said between like where does the like where are we benefiting like to what point are we benefiting by coming in mm. and where does that line then it's not necessarily the question but I think that's just it's been playing on my mind a lot and I guess that's kind of be one of the big questions I would assume in the next few years I know that I benefit from going into an area of a, that previously an Airbnb wasn't because I get to experience the local culture and the local environment. 
and I, I won't go to the, you know, I won't go to McDonald's or anything. I don't normally anyway, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I want to buy from the street markets, and I want to yeah. buy from the street vendors, and I want to engage with the locals, and I want to talk to the to the people in the area. I'll, yeah. Not being evasive, mm. sorry, not being invasive, but um, trying to experience their environment, yeah. experience their world. I know maybe that's selfish, but maybe they don't want me there. <laughs> Maybe they don't want us there, but who knows? <laughs> I pause again because I think, I suppose there's that old saying, isn't there? You're not going to please everybody. No. And I think as long as you're not, as long as, yeah, as long as you're aware of who you are coming into the community. And I think, I think because a lot of these kind of comments come from a space of some, a group of people at some point in time have come in with a certain type of entitlement and are not very aware of it. And I think that's where it then rubs up local communities the wrong way, whether that's here in Mexico City, whether that's in you know, Europe, wherever that happens to be. And it's understandable. You know, you've got some people coming in going, oh, well, I've paid to be here or whatever. No, like, this is our culture first and, like, your community second kind of thing, just because you have more money to throw at it. Mm. it yeah, so I think it's a funny one, isn't it? I think there's no yeah. obvious answer. It's something that just really... Um, flashed to me then was it's very much like when I go trekking you know, when I when I trekked through the Everest base camp through Nepal and it's just a remarkable experience and even even back in Australia and other places I go to there's a number one rule in my head that says don't leave anything there mm. take it with you like mm. not even an apple pill because an apple is, is not native to that region mm. you don't know the damage that it could do mm-hmm. you, you don't know yeah. So don't dispose of your trash. Don't don't leave it there. Take everything with you. Go and experience that environment. Go and experience that culture. Go, and, but don't damage it. Yeah. Don't leave your footprints. Mm. Unless. No, don't leave your footprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think I, I feel like not everyone's going to agree on this certain point at some points. I guess it's just doing what feels right. If, we talked about this on Friday, right? Yeah. It's about the intention behind what you do but then it's all about like your intended reason for going um like whether that's good or bad and i think that's going to have the impact there that makes sense <laughs> yeah we're, we're very selfish humans i mean we, we we give to be selfish we take to be selfish we experience life to be selfish but mm. as long as uh, as long as um, we're making a uh, Making an impact in someone else's life, I think, even if it's just a local community, but even if it's, even if it's just the, the old lady that I spoke to last night who we tried to have a conversation with <laughs> at a restaurant in a market, and I left her smiling, she left me laughing. I think that's part of what, you know, mm. being a remote traveller is about. Do you think there's been kind of an increase in self-awareness, community awareness, giving back, and just general social awareness, even just a smidge? since the pandemic where we've literally had no choice but to actually sit become aware of the social issues that are coming up like no matter what that, what that is and there have been a few that have suddenly like come through like in a very obvious way do you think that will have a play on how we start running business and running investments next i've actually got goosebumps um you saying that because ah. i have seen it and i've felt it and we have during this period have had so much time to be self to be introspective mm-hmm also self-indulgent in many aspects um social media has paid an incredible played an incredible part in this of what we see and what we what we do and how we behave 
I do. I mean, the, the people I associate with and have met, I don't know if it's me that's changed or, or uh, us as us as individuals and as a group we have changed, but I do see a shift, mm. and it's a nice shift. One thing that, that uh, yeah, people who follow Handling as well don't know this, but um, during the pandemic, I kind of size in influence marketing when we first went into the first lockdown, and everyone was going, "Oh my God, is this the end of blogging?" I was like, well, no, because we're just going back to our bedrooms and doing everything that kind of started there anyway. So I started this whole thing around, like, creating content from home, going into the local space and using that as much as possible and, you know, creating all these, like, fancy Instagram images. And from that, it definitely, for me, brought up just this self-awareness, even where somebody with a camera, like, where you go into a place... And it definitely has played on my mind a lot more. Just like being a content creator here, like I've taken a whole bunch of like Instagram cafes off my Google Maps saved list that I hadn't really personally wasn't super interested in going to, but it was kind of like a well went in town. But I know that for me it definitely has come up more and I'm hoping definitely like, there'll be more people who are a lot more self-aware of like, as you said, leaving the place they went like they've never been there or in a better condition entirely leave a better condition so no I think there's I would I'm hoping I'm hoping that we more of us do ride this wave and we do start to actually like become more conscious for sure hmm I yeah I don't know why it flashes into my head maybe because I'm in Mexico City but or we're in Mexico City but you know thinking of, uh, thinking of the Spanish that came into this place mm. and tried to gentrified and mm. leave their footprint and leave it a better place for them. It was their opinion. Mm. You know, they changed a whole uh, community of, of um, Indians and mm-hmm. Indigenous people into yeah. a whole new world. Who, who knows? You know, a bit controversial maybe. But what do you mean? Well, they thought they were doing the right thing, didn't they? The Spanish did. By Christian, Christianifying. Yeah, I don't know if they were, yeah. I, I wouldn't say their intentions were entirely pure, personally, no, but... No, no. <laughs> they saw some new opportunities. Gold and, gold and silver and... <laughs> Interesting, though. I wonder if they were the digital nomads or... <laughs> no, no, delete that. <laughs> it was said here. But also, no, we don't, we don't condone that. Anyway, <laughs> good, do you know what? That's a good leeway into... Are there any downsides to investing in real estate as an expat or digital nomad? Um, yeah, look, you, you've got to really trust your instincts and trust people, and um, you know, hold your hold your money hold your money close. The downside is that uh, you you do have to rely heavily on others, and um, it, I see that as a good thing as well because it really there's there's enough real estate and enough money to be made out there without holding it all to yourself mm. you know share, I'm, I'm in I'm in property deals where there's four of us yeah that's great the downside I, I can't think I actually can't think of a downside I really enjoy what I do it's it's that's so great. it's so much fun I mean I've got a new platform coming which is is called real distress mm-hmm. real estate distress real distress where we're um, helping homeowners who are in financial distress mm-hmm. facing mortgage difficulties and uh, helping them keep their homes or taking them to a better place than where I found them. So that is by linking up professionals and others in, in the industry who are able to provide free information and experience that just may be of service to them. Nice. Now, of course, if they're in a position to uh, to sell, then definitely that's where we come into it as well because we've got the, the power to be able to do so. 
But the number one goal is to get people from the stressed out situation into a better situation. Nice. And just a just a plug. Yeah, cheeky plug. We love a cheeky plug here. Like that's what we're all about. So, just on that as well. Like so, obviously you have your investments are in residential, right? Yes. What are your thoughts on investing in? Bingo, commercial. Retail, okay, commercial, yeah. commercial. I have. That's my next couple of steps. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So dealing with businesses, I'd rather uh, invest in the business of commercial than the building itself. I'm interested in the cash flow, mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to control a business asset mm-hmm. without having to own it. That's 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 a good play. Interesting. Okay. So you're kind of interested more in the the investment side of it, not necessarily in the sort of day to day like kind of business running things. Or not the running of it. People can run it themselves. I mean, laundromats are a great business. Okay. Laundromats, uh, pizza, but pizza joints are great business. Um, but I don't want to be the um, the manager of that and run the day to days. It's it's the okay. So you, you know that McDonald's is not a, a food company mm. it's actually a real estate company and a toy company <laughs> it yeah. just happens to sell food right <laughs> so that's that's along the lines of that um you can make a lot of money without owning the property you can control the assets without actually having title on it or deed on it or or, or let's use another word ownership of that property mm. that's a that's a whole rabbit hole that's a whole rabbit hole you don't have to necessarily own a property to be a real estate investor or a property investor to make any money of it. It's called down the lines of options and anyway, another rabbit, cheeky, another rabbit hole. Plug for another well. rabbit You've got hole. more questions. Go like chat. Go with and have, I'm, 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 I love talking real estate. So yeah, the creative side of real estate is is, is fantastic. I only asked because um, I was talking to somebody else about this um, on another episode. But um, when I was back in PR, uh, property PR, back in 2017. And even then, they were saying how um, back in the UK we have high streets and that was the shopping mm. centres around the world, malls, all the rest of it. And they were saying how it's like the death, death of re- retail, basically. But then actually what they were predicting was that we were going to have this, start having this experiential type of retail instead. And we're starting to actually see it come to fruition now with that through, you know, the Amazon shops that we see. Uh, Gymshark, I mention all the time. Um, yeah, they're my absolute favourite example. They've got an, a store in Regent Street in London, but their whole, it's a sales funnel. It's not an actual, like, store, like we know stores. So you go in for a bit of community. I think they're going to do classes. You chat to people. They have a little bit of product actually out. But then what you do is you go away, use their store online as normal to actually purchase something. But the whole point of the store is that you get the experience and you get the brand of this. And you become an evangelist for that brand. And I see the Gymshark people walking around with it, brandishing it. They're my absolute favourite. They're like gold standard marketing. Yeah, I think it's it's very clever. And I've seen the um, influencers online Mm -hmm. and and just people walking around with it. It's it's a brand that has resonated and stuck in my mind. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's a very cool name. (laughs) It's a very cool name. Commercial, um, I, I'm not sure about the retail side myself, but commercial for me also means multi-families. Uh, like mm-hmm. it, Australia and the UK have a different variation. The multi-family is like an apartment block. Mm-hmm. In the US, you can have condominiums which are individually owned or you have multi-families which could be a, a duplex to a quadruplex to mm-hmm. a, a multiplex. 
and they're deemed as commercial properties as well, where they are all just rental units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're very, um, very lucrative. Yeah, so it sounds like it just depends on where you happen to be in the world and also what it is your kind of wanting to get out of that, I guess, at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, look, any country is a worthwhile investment. Um, again, get to know your people, get to know a network of people. Mm. Uh, education is vital. Mm. You know, education is vital. Take as much as you can. You can you can get stuff online, you can join clubs and do things like that. Uh, but there's nothing that beats experience. Mm. You know, I won't do that again because I know. Sure. Where would you go to find all that information? Because obviously you did your, your certificate, but... My certificate? Sorry, your real estate Oh, yes, I got, a, I got a realtor's licence in the US, but that does really only a, a licence to be able to sell um, properties for people and and buy properties for people as a service. Okay. So where would you personally go to start educating yourself? My personal preference is where I, where I started New Wealth Advisors Club. You can look okay. it up. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to find, nwac.com, uh, New Wealth Advisors Club on all social media, but you can contact me. Uh, you'll see my, I'm on Instagram, adam.halen. I'm on Facebook, Adam Halen. Do my outro for me. <laughs> yeah, there we go, sorry. Uh, but, um, yeah, look, use that internet, join clubs. Join groups where people are already doing stuff. Don't listen to the gurus because the gurus are, the, the gurus are selling education. They're selling white labeled stuff they're selling outdated stuff they're selling things that if if the business is more about selling guru stuff less about acquiring properties and how to flip and how to invest then there's a problem there but yeah look i've I've paid money I've, i've paid a lot of money for my experience in education without that i would not have have done that the success that i did and still having especially remotely yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Just, like, don't have to give too long an answer for this one, but just out of general... You're saying that was a long one last time. No. <laughs> but just in case you were thinking you needed to. Just in case. Uh, um, so where has been your favourite place to invest, both from a financial and community perspective? And that could be two different places or one that does both. And I'm going to throw in a goal. Oh, OK. OK, a goal. OK. De- well, they're definitely Australia and the US. The oh, U- interesting, okay. The US is the biggest real estate market in the world. It's, it fluctuates. I mean, it can start off as you can get $20,000 properties that have a capital growth of 0%. And people think, oh, I can get a $20,000 property in that arse end of nowhere. I was about to say something else. But, <laughs> in, but We're all adults here. We're all adults. <laughs> And then you can have a, a $25, $35 million property in California and you go, what's the difference? I mean, mm. oh, well, there's a big difference, but, okay. <laughs> but the US is, uh, is definitely the, the biggest fish in the pond. Sure. Australia, I, because I, I've had so much experience there and there's a reason why I went to the US for, for real estate is because you can do a lot more. There's a lot more experience. There's a lot more creativity involved. There's a lot more... Um, experience there. There's 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 a lot more properties. I mean, it's it's, it's on it's a, it's on steroids in comparison to the little pond that Australia is. And yes, my Australian family and friends, I'll cop that from me. Well, you're a little fish in a little pond. Now, as as for goals, uh, my goal is to have a uh, property in in a couple of countries. So mm-hmm. I have Australia, I have the US, I want Croatia, I want mm-hmm. split. 
You know, I want I want a nice uh, place in Greece. I'd love a place here in Mexico. Yeah. Maybe Puerto Vallarta, maybe maybe Cancun, maybe somewhere else. Uh, and there's no reason why you can't. There's absolutely no reason why you can't. Okay, oh, well, I'm not allowed to own a property in that country. That's all right. Make friends with someone that can. They've got something that you haven't got. You've got something that they haven't got. You may have the money. They may have the ability to have put name on title. There's contracts and agreements that can be put in place. And by the way, just an FYI, contracts are only as good as the person signing them. Strong words, very strong words. So from Ask me how I know. <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> and how much does it cost to pursue that contract? Is it worth it? Sometimes it's better to just go, you know what? Lesson learned. Fuck you. <laughs> you can erase that. Oh, we're all adults. We're all adults. We're all adults. Well, some of us are not. Yeah, exactly, okay. but for sure. I know there's a reason why I, I'm remote still and not. <laughs> so, um, keeping that spirit alive. Where has been your favourite community, though, like in the world? Oh, of remote lifers, but also all oh, yeah, both again. The favourite community. I, I'm going to say Split. Split was my favourite community. I was there for three months. I, I went on to an island called Far. HVAR for those that um, can't understand that far. Um, the community there in Split was fantastic. A big shout out to uh, my friends Emma, um, my German friend Jörg, my English friend Jeremy, and uh, definitely for Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. They they were they were a community there that made made it really special for me, and, and we had a lot of fun, and we've remained in good contact. The um, the community here has been fantastic at the you know, the places we've been staying. Um, yeah, that's a really hard thing to, to, you know, it's like when when you said, what's your favourite place you've visited? And it's like, you know, what's your favourite song? You know, oh, oh, I don't... For what? <laughs> yeah, for what period in my life? Yeah. For what period in my life? For what life? mood? For yeah. what mood? Oh, exactly. And I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you. The, the mist and the smog is slightly clearing, so we're getting to see the hills and I see the favelas up the, up the top of Favelas, thank you. I don't know if favelas, I'm in Brazil. But anyway, the uh, houses going up the side, or is that just rock? Definitely houses. Houses, okay. <laughs> we'll get the pictures after this. We're nearly wrapping up, I promise. Um, do you have any predictions for real estate, uh, remote, well, remote life-specific real estate investments in the I think it's going to grow. Yeah. I'm going to help it grow. I'd love to help this grow. Uh, you know, if as an example, I've had people knocking on my door saying, Adam, I'm... You know, can you find me a property in Split, in Croatia? Tell me if there's anything there. It's so interesting you were saying about Split as well because I was so convinced that, like, it, there was no potential there because everyone was saying, well, the, what I watched on YouTube was the population's decreasing. Um, you know, it's actually tough for anyone who's not a Croatian or EU national to get property. It's so interesting now speaking to you and you're, you're saying that actually that's where you want to go. If I have a business in, in Croatia, which is easy to do, I can buy property. Okay, gotcha. I can buy property and I can also get a loan. Now, if I'm a permanent resident, I can also have a business. But this, and if, if I'm part of the EU, look, even if I'm not, by leverage again, the art of leverage is if you find someone you can partner with and you bring something to table, they bring something to the table, then that's a heart happy partnership. You know, you don't have to physically be there to look after it. Yeah, no. 
that, that gives me hope personally so that's interesting that's good I mean look, I'm going to look at you know, one of the had properties I've never seen before as I said I've never seen I, I know they physically exist because someone was on the ground and had a video to show me and, and I've never touched them but yet I made money from them mm. there's no personal attachment it's an investment mm. there's four walls in the ceiling it doesn't matter which country it is which suburb it's in it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as it's generating revenue for you as an investment then that's a positive thing. Mm. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you want to retire in Greece, if you want to retire in any country, start sourcing something in that area. Mm. Make it work for you. Get it generating revenue. Then when it's ready for you, go and live in it. I mean, I'm already How romantic. <laughs> Honestly, there's, 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 anything is possible. Yeah. There's always, if you solve someone's problems, you will get something as well. And real estate investing, as I'm concerned, is about solving problems. Mm. Do you think there are any places in the world specifically that will start seeing more, like, kind of a rise in remote life expat investment? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely Croatia. Yeah. And because first-hand experience, Dubrovnik, and um, I believe Romania is also on the rise for, yeah. for, um, for, um, for that. Definitely the South American countries. Um, where was it that was just really heavily promoting? It wasn't uh, Canary Islands? Although they are promoting a lot at the moment. They're very big on digital nomad tourism and things. Yeah, I mean, creating creating environments, having hotels converted into, into co-living dormitory or even hotel rooms and co-working. I mean, the co-working, I, I really think that's a great investment. That was really something I'd like to pursue is the digital nomad space make a creative environment co-working spaces fun and lifestyle reasonable price yeah, like, the business model is good yeah no 100 and we've definitely seen a massive rise of so many different uh, digital nomad users in so many different countries in the last year because alone. we bring so much cash yeah even places like Dominica, I was on my flight here and well, they put ads before the films and the two ads were obviously British Airways and come and live in Dominica, come and get the citizenship for Dominica. So yeah, and I'm seeing a lot of content creators now going out there too. So Okay, well maybe that's the next stop. <laughs> Caribbean anyone? <laughs> and a final question from me. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Home is where? My two and a half suitcases are. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Adam. It's been really fun. I appreciate it, Hayne. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Life. And thank you, Adam, for your awesome insights. You can find links to Adam's Instagram below. Tag Adam at adam.hallen and myself, Han, at handmeetsworld. And tell us where you would love to live in the world. Thank you so much again for listening. And we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.